Yes, hold on. 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 Yes, hold Lord, we thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for every person under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, whether they're standing in this room or they're watching online, God. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for your presence. We thank you, praise you for this day that you've made, God, one that was not promised to us, God. And Lord, we know that tomorrow is not promised as well, so we praise you and we thank you in this moment, God. We thank you for the precious gift of your spirit, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you would be with us, God. Lord, I ask that you would be with me as I deliver your word to your people, God. We ask for forgiveness, God, for all our transgressions, Lord. We thank you for your work on the cross, God, for paying our debts, God. We thank you that you have allowed, Lord, just evil, Lord, and death to pass over us, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we approach Easter, Lord, we just approach with anticipation, God. And we just hope and we pray that you would rise up in our lives like never before, God, but that we would not just be lukewarm Christians, God, but that we would be on fire for you, God. That anything that is not like you, God, that you would take us away, God. That you would take it away, Lord Jesus. And Lord, that you would just bring us into a place, God, of devotion and faithfulness towards you, God. That the desire of our heart would be to show up for you, God, each and every day, God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We honor you, we exalt you, we glorify you, Lord. We adore you today. We adore you today, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.
and everyone that have forsaken house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And so I stand here today saying, because God puts my well-being first, it is okay for me to go last. Amen. Amen. Because God puts my well-being first, it is okay for me to go last. Amen. When you are a Christian, you should be built differently than the Word. Amen. When you are a Christian, you should be built differently than the Word. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I, I just, as, as God was preparing this, this sermon, as he was just showing me and telling me what to preach, the thought, I, I just, I, I could not help but think about Pastor Card. I could not help but think about 3PP. I could not help but think about all that God has done for me, amen, and how along my journey I have just made God the promise. I made a covenant with him that I'm okay with being last. I'm okay with being last. Amen. Um, if you've been around me long enough to know, people have heard me say, I rest when I die. Mm-hmm. Amen. I rest when I die. Or you've heard me, you know, testify about in my decision-making processes in, in, in my marriage, in times where I was willing to put my wife first and telling God that I will go last. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I continue to say that, amen, for this congregation and what God wants me to do and the charge that he left for me to, what he left for me to do with 3PD. And I say that because I had an example of someone who went last, glory, but was still able to serve the Lord. When she could not see, she still served the Lord. When her son had cancer, she still served the Lord. When her husband had cancer, she still served the Lord. When her money was not right, she still served the Lord. In all that she went through and she was singing that song after everything I've been through, I still have joy. All the times that she was singing those songs, she was still okay with being last and I believe she was okay with being last because she knew that God would take care of her. Mm-hmm. And so this, this this sermon today and then this sermon today is about when we are in times of distress and, not, and, and, and I don't know if y'all have realized that this whole thing, you know, this series in times of distress, glory. As long as you are alive, you are in a time of distress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is not a this is not a one year series like at the end of, of you know when we get to the end of the alphabet. This series ends. No, this these are lessons for you to take through the rest of your life because you're going to constantly be in a time of distress. And so the question this Sunday is: Are you willing to make patient sacrifices? Daily, are you willing to go last? 
Going last means you're willing to make patient <laughs> sacrifices daily. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we make sacrifices, we want instant gratification for what we give up. Yeah. God, if I sacrifice these few Sundays to you, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm faithful for these few Sundays, will you bless me? Mm -hmm. If I'm faithful for a couple of years with my tithes, will you bless me? Mm -hmm. If I'm faithful in this marriage for a couple of years, will you bless me, right? Mm -hmm. we, want, we want the gratification because of our sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that our sacrifices will never be enough to pay for what we owe. And so the only sacrifice that matters is the one that Jesus made for us. And so our belief in Jesus should cause us to make patient, daily sacrifices for Jesus because we love him, not because we're looking for something in return. To go last means coming after all others in time or order. Final. Are you willing to go last? To come after all others in time or order? Final. Going last has served me well in my life. As we were working on our home on yesterday, and I just, I, I, I began to think about how we started from a duplex to moving back in with my parents to buying a home that we ended up having to walk away from. And it, and it destroying our credit to God giving us a home that we now no longer owe anything on. Right? Being patient has served me well. And I say that, when I say being patient has served me well, along all of those steps, it was nothing that I was doing. My patience was, I'm going to trust in the Lord, period. Not I'm going to do A, B, and C, and then trust in the Lord on the side. I'm just patiently waiting on God, daily making sacrifices unto him because of what he's done for me. And that has served me well. And as I was preparing this, I just started saying, God, it, you know, I, I started by saying when you are a Christian, you should be built differently from the world. And the Bible tells us that the race is not given to the swift, that it's not given to the strong, but it's given to the, to the person. It's given to one who can endure, right? And I'm afraid that so many of us are not willing to endure. And when I say endure, when you're willing to go last, you can't set the time limits on what on your endurance. You can't say, God, I'm willing to endure for 15 years. You have to be willing to endure as long as he would have you to endure. Yes, yes. You have to be willing to go last. If endurance means waiting until your last breath, you have to be willing, right? It's nowhere in the word that God say, okay, son, if you are a pastor, you only got to serve 30 years and then you can retire. And then your ministry is over. Job well done. I don't get, he doesn't, I don't get the opportunity to hear him tell me well done until this is over. 
So I have to be willing to endure. I have to be willing to go last. And I'm so afraid that not enough Christians, even some in our house, have the endurance. We get weary in our well-doing so fast. And what I mean by that is like, y'all understand that scripture. When God says don't get weary in your well, he's not getting, it's not talking about getting weary in your works. Because your works don't mean that. He's talking about you are doing well when you love the Lord. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what it means. When you serve God, you are doing well. When you love Jesus, you are doing well. Not your works. And some of us get so weary in our love for the Lord. We say it don't take all that. Or I just want to do a little bit of this, right? And then I'll go back to serving them. Or I just want to take a little break from them and then I'll serve them. But who's to know who's to say that when you take that break? That's not when your blessing is going to come. When you take that time off, who's to say that was not your moment, right? And I'm so afraid that so many of us are not willing to go last. We're not willing to put others first. You know, and namely Jesus first. But I go back to saying because he puts me first, it's okay for me to go last. And this is going to be a short sermon because now I'm just getting ready to read to y'all 2 Peter. Amen. 2 Peter, this is chapter 1, verses 315. Y'all, if you want to stand, you can stand. But I'm just going to read this because this was so powerful to me as, as I was preparing this sermon. Amen. 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 2 Peter, amen. Chapter 1, verses 3 through 15. Amen. Are you willing to go last? Are you willing to go last? Are you willing to put God first? Are you willing to make per, uh, patient sacrifices every day, right? Listen, God, this is what the third verse is. It says, God's divine power has given us everything we need. Not some of the things. Everything we need to live a truly religious life. Right? A truly religious life to do what needs to be done. He has given us the power to live a truly religious life through our knowledge of the one who called us to share in his own glory and goodness. In this way, he has given us the very great and precious gifts that he promised so that by means of these gifts you may escape from the destructive lusts in the world that may come to share the divine nature. Right? He's given us everything we need to live how we should so that we can escape the destructive lusts that have come to rob you, to steal, kill, and destroy the divine nature, the godliness that God wants to share with you. God is trying to share himself with you and it's the lust of the world that wants to take God's gifts from you and destroy you. For this very reason, do your best. Do your best to add goodness to your faith. Y'all catch this now. Do your best 
to add goodness to your faith. Faith without works is dead. So in order to demonstrate that you believe, you need to do a good work. And that good work is trusting in Jesus, patiently waiting on him, going last, if that means serving and enduring all the way to the end. That demonstrates that you truly believe. And that's why I say I'm so afraid that some of us don't have the endurance to hold out. God told us that the race is given to those that endure. The win is only given to those that endure. That's why Paul says I'm pressing towards tomorrow. Like I'm running this race and I'm pressing toward. I can't stop. Can you win the race if you stop running? You can't. It doesn't matter how fast you run, but some of us, we take too many breaks. We take too many breaks for Jesus. Amen. For this reason, do your best to add goodness to your faith. And to your goodness, add knowledge. And to your knowledge, add self-control. And to your self-control, add endurance. If you're reading King James, it says add patience. To your knowledge, add self-control. And to self-control, add patience. It takes patience to go last. It takes patience to put your wife first. It takes patience to continually hit your knees for your children. It takes patience for God to sow into you financially and not to make a mistake. It takes patience to make an impact on your job. It takes patience to shine for Jesus. It takes patience to take a lump of dirt and to turn it into a diamond. It takes patience. But all of that starts with your faith. And to your faith, you add good works. And to your good works, you say, God, teach me how to serve you better. You add knowledge. And to your knowledge, you add self-control. So now you're no longer just working to work, but you're working and you, and you know how to work and when to work and what to say and when to go. Right? And you get none of these things. You don't understand any of these things without endurance. Without endurance. And as you begin to endure, the word says to your endurance and godliness. This is why going last is so important. And I again say, I'm worried that some of us don't have the endurance. Because without endurance, godliness does not come. Holiness does not come. You don't get holy overnight. You don't become sanctified overnight. So if you don't endure, if you stop running the race, if you take breaks every other month, if you take breaks every other year, then how do you expect to become holy? How do you expect to become holy? And to your godliness add Christian affection. So many times we say we love God and we say we love others, but you can't love God and you can't love others without godliness, without holiness. Right? And I'm not saying that to be mean, but if you're going to love somebody like Jesus loves you, if I'm going to love my wife like Christ loves the church, then I have to have the same love 
that he had. And how can I do that if I'm an unbeliever? How can I do that if I don't have self-control? How can I do that if I don't have knowledge? How can I do that if I'm not patient and willing to see the thing through to the end? How can I do that? So holiness gives us a different type of love. And that's why I said when you're a Christian, you're built differently than the world. The love that you show is different than the love that the world shows. It makes you show up for people every single time. It makes you show up for Jesus every single time. Put another way, as Pastor Carter would say, love is what it does. Amen. Until your Christian affection and love. These are the qualities you need. And if you have them in abundance, if you have them in abundance, they will make you active and effective in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it stands to reason that if you don't have them, you're going to be ineffective in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you do not have them, you are so short-sighted that you cannot see and have forgotten that you have been purified from your past sins. So then, my friends, try even harder to make God's call and his choice of you a permanent experience. One of those definitions for last means final. Right? When you you decide to serve the Lord, you want that to be your final choice. You don't want to be double-minded. You don't want to be unstable in all your ways. You don't want to keep bouncing back and forth between the world and church. Right? You want your decision to be permanent. You want your experience in Jesus to be permanent. Not a one-month thing. Not a one-week thing. Not a one-year thing. But a lifetime thing. You want it to be permanent. Because if you do so, you will never abandon your faith. In this way, you will be given the full right to enter the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so this part made me think about Pastor Carter. This made me think about my, my love and affection towards you all. And so I will always remind you of these matters, mm-hmm. even though you already know them and are firmly grounded in the truth you have received. I told somebody yesterday, I, I asked her, I, because she hasn't been coming to church, I asked her, I said, well, have you at least been listening to the sermons online? And she's she had a half smile on her face and she said no. And I was, I was like, I said, okay now. Mm-hmm. Because I knew she already knew. And, and, and y'all, I don't know if y'all understand, but if you keep if you keep living, if you have kids, as you grow older, sometimes the burden can be heavy, heavy as you continue to say the same things that you've been saying, right? But even in that, I will continue to remind you that you need Jesus, even though you already know. 
I think it only right for me to stir up your memory of these matters as long as I'm still alive. And I was thinking about this. I'm thinking like, I would rather folks come into this house and cry out to the Lord and just cry tears and weep while I'm still alive to see it. Then on my funeral, everybody standing around crying, but when they was alive, they couldn't make it to church. So while I'm alive and I'm reminding and I'm preaching and I'm teaching, and God is telling us that we have to be willing to go last and endure for him. Praise him now. Praise him today. Why do you still have a chance? I'm almost done now. I know that I shall soon put off this mortal body, as our Lord Jesus Christ plainly told me. I, I'm talking about me now. I will do my best then to provide a way for you to remember these matters at all times after my death. Amen. I'm willing to go last. Right? So I'm willing to go last in this life, to spend my life preaching and teaching and praying and suffering and counseling and whatever God would have me to do. I'm willing to spend my life to put you all in remembrance of what Christ has done for you. So that if I'm dead and gone, whether that be tomorrow or 20 years from now, when you think about me, I want you to think about Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I'm willing to do that. Because even if I go last in this life, he'll put me first in the next. Amen. And that's all right with me. Amen. That's all right with me. Amen. 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 Are you willing to go last? Are you willing to put Jesus first? Amen. 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 Morris, I'm going to sing a little bit of this. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to put my son's brother to work today. Amen. Come on. I want you to take it off the board. Say, <laughs> 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 